the following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered. People are starting to see exactly who you really are and you're a hypocrite. Uncensored. What he's trying to say is suplex in And unforgiving. The only reason you are WWE champion for a year is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesday. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. And that's the bottom line, because a great one sets up. Welcome back to In The Corner after SummerSlam weekend. Well, it's now done and dusted, isn't it? Uh, we'll, we'll, that's what we're going to be talking about, SummerSlam, our SummerSlam reaction, because joining me from across the pond is Mr. Tyler. How are you, sir? Any, I am just doing wonderful, as always. I'm just so thrilled to join you, my friend. Mate, SummerSlam is done and dusted, but before we do that, this is episode, what did I say it was? Episode 63? I've forgotten already. So many I te- believe so. <laughs> so many technical difficulties just before we started, but we're there. We've done it. Anyway, uh, yeah, episode 63 of In The Corner. We Obviously, anybody that's following us on, uh, well, it's not Twitter anymore, is it? That's another thing we've got to say. It's called X now. Um, X no, Twitter. No, changed. <laughs> yeah, but X is correct. Is it X Twitter or <laughs> what? What we just go? <laughs> well, no, no, it, it may be X Twitter. I, I'm not even sure. They've got me all confused. It is a bit confusing. I, I'm, I'm not, not gonna a... lie. No, certainly it, it is. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. So follow us on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, at in the corner WWE. But if you haven't done that already, you may not have seen that uh, this coming Friday for the first time ever for the in the corner. Under the in the corner sort of, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, umbrella, as you said, off the air. Um, Tyler will be bringing us some, uh, well, let us know, Tyler, what you're going to be doing. You're going to be doing some uh, in the corner podcasting of your own. Yes, uh, thanks to uh, the great Benny Mac and this show in the corner and its uh, powered SJP World Media Network uh, with his plethora of podcasts. I will be doing a in the corner solo podcast, just myself, Tyler Peters, uh, reviewing NXT, some AEW, and and uh, who knows what else once this thing gets going. So I want to thank you, Benny, and and this program, and I, I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, be on the lookout. It uh, should be released by Friday. Hopefully so, uh, mate. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I can't wait to hear what you say. Oh, and we're also because of you, we're also going to be able to cover WWE. And then NXT, AEW, maybe even Impact, and maybe some other stuff as well, whatever you're going to do on, on these Friday episodes, really. So more wrestling, um, just a wider spectrum, you know, and, and a wider thing for people to hopefully get their teeth sunk into. But you can obviously follow that at In The Corner WWE on X and obviously follow the show and the network at SJP World Media. And you know, obviously follow Tyler at Dustin Tyler 86 and myself at Benny Mac, B Triple and YMACK. I know I've given you a lot of information there. Anything you didn't hear me say, either rewind the podcast or look below the podcast because it'll all be in the description below anyway. <laughs> so don't worry about it. There you go. Yeah, in uh, case you miss it, just go back and listen. More reason to check out the uh, In the Corner podcast. Yeah, I'm on. Uh, mate, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad you said yes to it. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you can uh, bring to the table. No gimmick uh, infringement there for uh, Roman Reigns or anything, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> 
Yeah, no problem. Uh, I'm happy to uh, to get the opportunity, and I think Roman Reigns would acknowledge the podcast. So <laughs> no worries there. Acknowledge Tyler. That's what you want to do. Um, uh, yeah, so that's that. Yeah, that was the announcement I wanted to make. Really, uh, yeah. So look out on Fridays. Uh, look out. Somebody gave Tyler his own show, which is what I put on Twitter. I can't wait for it, mate. Um, hopefully, people can join you on Fridays uh, going forward. So, yeah, I hope so too. I, you know, this will be uh, some nerves and excitement mixed in, and uh, hopefully, all goes well. Uh, boy, Benny's given me a lot of creative control inside Pal as well, and they're taking a risk. I'll tell you. So we'll see how this goes, but, uh, seriously, I, I hope it, it goes well. All on the same feed, by the way, ladies and gents of in the corner, either who follow at in the corner, obviously on, uh, on Spotify and Apple podcasts and everywhere else that we get released Google as well. Um, so you don't have to look for Tyler's podcast cause it's in the corner with Tyler, but it's just going to be on the same feed basically. So don't have to worry about looking elsewhere or subscribing anywhere else. You can just subscribe where or keep it where you are right now. So, it's just going to be on this feed, basically, but you'll see the difference because it's Tyler's face, not mine, <laughs> basically, on the logo. Wait, wait, which may scare people enough to where they go, well, now we understand why you're, you're audio, <laughs> Tyler. So it makes sense. It, it, it works. Whatever gets a following. Well, you know, I'll we, do whatever it takes. We only did about four weeks of actual being on the uh, in terms of video, didn't we? And I think we got kicked off SJP video because yeah. we were scaring people. I, so. I, I think somebody was complaining that uh, I was uh, they didn't have to worry about Freddy Krueger or they were just seeing my face. <laughs> They go, that, that's enough. He's hunting my dreams plenty. We, we don't need to see his mugs. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I think it was both of us, man. I wouldn't just put it all on you. Anyway. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> SummerSlam 2023 from Detroit. Detroit. I only said that wrong myself. Um, in the Ford Field. No, what was it called? Is it Ford Field? What's it called? Yeah, it's Ford Field. It it's is home Field. of the Detroit Lions. And, there we go. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, Detroit, Michigan. Hey, don't worry about it. Listen. Uh, I, I think you said it correctly twice. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> uh, man, um, obviously we're going to go in. We're going to go through the matches as they happened and what we thought and stuff like that. Um, just want to put out quickly that obviously uh, Sonia Deville, or Dario is a real name, who's uh, put out a tweet, I think it was today or yesterday, um, saying that basically she's obviously out injured. She's uh, having surgery. Uh, I think it was ACL, wasn't it, Tyler? I think. Um, I, I I think you're correct. It was ACL, and uh, I I just sharing everybody's sentiments. So, wish her nothing but the best. It, it's so, you know, it's such a shame. Is what I'm trying to get at about her having this injury, and and it seems like anytime there's a women's tag team title change, or it seems promising, an injury happens. She said on Twitter that the maybe the the women's tag team titles are cursed because over the last few months, if not longer, we've had a few injuries relating to these titles, hence why they've been swapped out and been, you know, hot potato in it and all that kind of stuff, which is a shame because me and you are both fans of uh, Sonny Deville and uh, Chelsea Green, even though we were probably more looking forward to Chelsea Green and Carmella, but they've done really well and I was hoping that we were going to have a long run with them, but ultimately injury has stopped that train, unfortunately. Now you can't help what uh, the future is going to hold sometimes, and it's very unfortunate, uh, her circumstances. But uh, wishing her a speedy recovery, it's going to be interesting moving forward how they uh, do the women's tag team titles and what's going to happen with uh, Chelsea Green. And, yeah, I, I did like the combination of Carmella with Chelsea, but got to uh, enjoying uh, the tandem of uh, Sonia and Chelsea also. 
I think there's an opportunity here, you know, look, let's do look at the silver lining. If can. I'm hoping she, Sonny Deville gets, you know, well, um, I would hope in the next three, four months, I would, I, I know ACL's going to be a bit tricky, I believe. Um, but, uh, it's an opportunity here. Maybe we could have an NXT duo win them and maybe hoard them over there on NXT. And then eventually we have maybe someone from the main roster trying to get them back from the NXT sort of brand, even though they're the WWE women's tag team titles maybe we could have almost like a we've won them so we're gonna hold them hostage type of thing over here in nxt yeah i mean that they could do it i mean uh we're seeing a lot of uh crossover between all the brands so i could see uh where they are likely to go if you were to actually go the the route you're proposing benny so yeah we'll have to see yeah but anyway, that's um, so. Um, I've not seen Raw yet. I know I don't know whether you have or not, but obviously that will be on tomorrow's show with myself anyway. So we'll talk Raw and some other stuff as well. Obviously, Tyler um, will be talking some NXT and AEW on Friday or whatever happens that he's doing on his show on Friday. But let's get into SummerSlam, mate. Um, first of all, yeah, let's do it. Before we get into any matches, I want to bring up a very. I don't know whether it's a sore subject with fans. It's not really sore subject in, in a sense of myself, but we speculated, and a lot of fans did, speculated on a possible return of somebody. Uh, obviously, we did a list on last uh, on the last on the show last week, um, but nobody returned. Nobody that we mentioned no. the list. No Randy Orton. No Bray Wyatt. No Rock. No, no nobody returned at SummerSlam. Um, were you expecting it? Are you disappointed? How are you feeling about that? Uh, I was probably expecting some surprise returns, but am I disappointed to answer that question? No. I felt like it may have taken away from the show, honestly. Uh, yeah. I got to tell you, the, the roster is looking good. That was a solid show. And uh, I think if you get too much, or, or let me say this, too many surprises, it can sometimes... Uh, be a little much on the uh, the premium live events. So I was actually relieved that, that we did not have a surprise. I think even more so than Bray Wyatt, the only uh, return I was you know anticipating was possibly Randy Orton, but there's been so much conflict regarding those reports. Uh, I'm actually glad we did not see any reemergences from uh, any of the names, uh, and I didn't think I, I would at first uh, state that, but I think there was enough talent on this program that, that delivered and it would have taken away from it. So I'm kind of glad I was wrong and there wasn't any returns. That makes sense. Um, I'm a little bit, I, I'd like to have seen maybe Randy Orton back, to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie, but that, that can happen at a, uh, at a different time anyway, can it? So it's not the not the end of the world, yes. uh, so to speak. So um, No, I mean, there's, there's a lot more events and a lot more time uh, for anything to develop. So uh, Randy Orton could come back at any point. So you, you made a, a astute observation. Yeah. I mean, I, I've obviously, I've not seen raw yet, but obviously as I said, we'll talk about that tomorrow, but um, I don't think anybody's returned on raw. So it's not like it's been carried over or anything like that. But I think you touched on something pretty good there. The show overall, the show was actually really good. Um, overall, most of the matches were entertaining and, uh, you know, for what, where they were and what they were doing, and it, um, it overall, well, I think I'm not going to get. We don't really score it on the show, do we? But it was a good show. I enjoyed it from start to finish. Um, I actually watched it in two parts because I watched like a good chunk of it. Then I 
I uh, didn't watch it till the next day, in fairness, but um, I enjoyed it. Um, and it's a, it's a hard day when I have to not go on social media and post anything because I have to avoid social media so I don't get any spoilers because I want to react to it without knowing. <laughs> so right. um, I didn't get to stay up and watch it this time is what I'm getting at. But uh, no, man, I think you're right. Everything you said there is spot on. I agree with you. Um, would it have been cool to see one of these people return? Of course it would. Um but obviously we'll get into it, but there's some moments within this pay-per-view that were um, really good. Um, and there is one moment I was not overly keen on, but other than that, um, yeah, we'll we'll get into it. We've still got SmackDown to go. You probably know where I'm going with that, but uh, let's get into the first match. Yeah, um, yeah we might as well uh, just dive right on in. Yeah, because uh, I, I don't want to get ahead of or myself here. But we'll go, we'll go through the matches as they happen. So I was a little bit surprised, but at the same time, I think it was a perfect place for it, actually, because um, I was half expecting the Battle Royal to kick off the show, but it wasn't. It was Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Um, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think, it, I, I, think I, I said it on the show before SummerSlam. I said, oh, it's going to be a spot fest. For me, some fans probably will think it was a spot fest. For me, everything they did in that match had a play, had, it was in it was in the right place the right time it had coherency to it it wasn't just flips for the sake of flips um and i think they told a really good story from start to finish um in terms of the them two wrestling each other and i would actually say it wasn't a as they say they said a few months ago flip-flop it was it had its moments yes i'm not dis- i'm not dis- um disputing the high spots or anything for me, watching this, after only watching it once, I've not watched it back, I enjoyed it for what it was, and it didn't go too mental or too crazy with the high spots. Yeah, I was impressed with the matchup. I, we knew there would be a lot of athletic uh, highlights with Ricochet and Logan Paul. Yeah, uh, We both said that Logan Paul has been impressive since he's arrived in the WWE. You know, look at his pedigree. He's done so much, not only been an influencer on uh, social media. I hope I said that correctly. I tried to say <laughs> that ten times. Uh, but anyways, uh, he's just a, a mega star and a, and a headliner. And Ricochet, I think, is deserving of a push. Uh, is he my cup of tea? Not really. Uh, I'm more of a traditionalist in the sense of the wrestling philosophy, how you tell a story. But I think they tried to do that, to your point. So I'm not going to be too critical of the match. They did a lot of uh, nice spots, not for the sake of just having the flip-flop kind of movements you were suggesting. Uh, but I, the finish was uh, very interesting. I know I'm fast-forwarding. But to uh, see the Brass Knucks introduced by, I don't know if he was supposed to be a cameraman, who it was at ringside, and the whole drama with Samantha Irvin, I, I thought was a nice touch. We, we need to see more of an angle within the angle. And sometimes we just get it for the sake of, oh, yeah, let's make a match. Yeah. But they did a good job of building it. The only th- critique, and I think we both have shared it, is that the promos needed to be a little more forceful, have some attitude added yeah. to them. Yeah. And, uh, but overall, the match was uh, good. I, I thought the spots where they landed on their feet, I don't know if it was a Spanish fly, you can help correct me, Benny, uh, was thrilling. It was exciting. And I think the finish was something we didn't expect, but that goes to old school wrestling, just in a more modern presentation. Having somebody assist you that they were even saying on commentary was supposed to be an associate of Logan Paul. So yeah. it was a hillish tactic in a sense. Yes, it was, yeah. Um, bringing the brass nut. 
Ricks out of retirement. I would think Regal's back backstage somewhere with WWE, so maybe you borrow them from him. I don't know. Um, it could be. Regal yeah. may have said, hey, <laughs> listen, I've got a pair of brass knucks. I, you can't see me on, on TV or these premium live events for a while since I was in AEW for a, a period of time. Let <laughs> me give you these brass knucks. Come on. That, that's some, yeah, you know, well, hey, it could work. You can make a storyline. Hey, why, why not? I, I can't wait to see Regal back in front of a camera, but he's as valuable behind the scenes, of course. I think, I mean, again, as a fan, somebody who did a little bit of training, I'm not going to, I'm not an expert by any stretch of imagination. Um, but for me, I, there were a few moments in the match where it wasn't quite, I don't think it quite went to plan, but it was nowhere near as bad as the botch at Money in the Bank that nearly concussed both guys. But I think, do you know what? With the right trainer and a bit of polish, Logan Paul needs a bit more, I think he needs to learn a bit more of the psychology and stuff like that, but that's that will come with time. So I just hope the, I know he's a bit of an egotistical person anyway, at least he seems like it based on his, you know, yeah, not that I follow him or anything like that with YouTube channel, but the stuff I see him do outside of this, it, it seems a bit obnoxious in some cases, but do you know what? He's, it, yeah, he's got a big personality. Exactly. But if they can refine him and polish him and, you know, you know, make him better and understand the psychology of matches, this guy could actually, he's got the tools. It's just whether he uses it going forward. But I, I enjoyed the match, like I said, overall, like in the, in the opening segment there. So, um, I did too. I think you got can't, this right. Can't though. complain. Yeah. No, you go ahead, my friend. No. I, I was just agreeing. I, I can't have too many complaints. No, I think you know a damn good match to be fair, and it didn't it didn't go too mental with the high spots, like I said. So, um, and when they did do stuff, it made sense. It wasn't just doing like that one on Raw where he hit hit Logan with a sliced bread for no apparent reason when he should have punched him in the face. In the actual match itself, it was actually almost it was quite a methodical start to the match wasn't it it wasn't just they actually wrestled yeah was it going 90 miles per yeah per hour or, or by the minute doing all the the high movements uh you know logan paul i mean i think he's getting it uh, we we've talked about these celebrities that sometimes don't always get it with the psychology and, and you're right that, that's something that he'll grow into with more of the training i mean i think he selected or, or sean michaels helped him out I mean, if you're going to get one of the uh, one of the best to assist your efforts, I mean, hey, that was a, a great choice and the heartbreak kid. So he, he's taking it seriously, and he's already got the attitude that, with the personality and the traits to be not liked, and, and he, he plays it up perfectly. I mean, with having Samantha Urban, and she did such a tremendous job on her facial expressions and, and showing emotion to where you were going to possibly see tears when Logan Paul won and the way that he won the match. So I thought that yeah. was a nice, uh, intricate part. Very important. Just the subtleties sometimes within, uh, wrestling that we, uh, gloss over at times. Yeah. I think are, this are really good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Perfect. Uh, I think we could possibly after the way it end ended, sorry. Um, definitely a case. There's a case to be made that this is not going to end here. This is going to move forward. And you know what, if they can make it more and more personal of a storyline, going forward whether they introduce other pieces to the board or whatever um i would i would hope ricochet would like to, would want to come back at logan and maybe we get a maybe we get a triple you know a three match sort of uh, saga here now even if it's not necessarily a match straight away even just some more aggression from ricochet and being like you know because essentially logan paul has won the match but he did it by cheating 
So hopefully it's not just ended there is what I'm getting at. I want to see more of this now and I want to see a more yeah, aggressive ricochet. So to, to your point, it would give them more merit to continue feuding and yeah, cause it's became even more personal than it even was prior with involving the real life fiance. I mean, they, they pointed it out on commentary people that, that are the, the smart fans would know this kind of details or information per se. And it, yeah, it would just add layers to where you could go with the story. So it's hard to disagree with you. I know we will disagree at times, but when you, you bring up such uh, fascinating observations, I, I kind of try to, to think outside the box a little bit, out of that comfort zone, if you will. <laughs> nah, man. I, I, I hope, well, I, you know, like I said, I enjoyed the match for what it was. And do you know what? It, it opening the show, I think, was the right call. I th- the whole show actually flowed fairly well. Um, in terms of where the matches no, were on the card. So, uh, no, I bet you got this right, I believe. You chose Logan Paul to win. I think I chose Ricochet, so you got that right. So, well done. That's your first point of the evening. Um, so, uh, well, uh, can you say that again? I- I'm just teasing, <laughs> just for the audience. What? That, yeah, Logan Paul, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do the Stone Cold or what everybody <laughs> is now doing with any kind of promo segment anymore, the what chant. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, so, but yeah, I was... Yeah, like I said, I think the whole show flowed pretty well in terms of it made sense where the I didn't feel didn't feel disjointed of when the matches came out. You know, when they announced the next match, nothing felt like really this is here. Uh, nothing felt out of place for me personally. I don't know about any how everybody else felt about it. Obviously, um, but I thought it was really good. We kick into Cody versus Brock Lesnar. Um, I love the video package leading up to this. They played it again at SummerSlam as well with that song, Tyler. Um, oh, I, the, the song sold it. I mean, I, you yeah, sent 100%. me a link and I had to watch it again. And they replayed it for the uh, for SummerSlam, the premium live event. And it does. It, it makes you more interested in the conflict. It's of, made uh, it. The story between Lesnar and Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it made yeah, it feel it a lot it, more. Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It made it feel. I mean, we've seen the whole thing, obviously, from when it started after WrestleMania up until now. And we've had... And it's been a bit of... I'm not going to say it's been the best sort of bill because Brock's not really been there. And we've had Cody talk. And then we've had then we've had Brock there and just beating up Cody and all this kind of stuff. And I'm not going to say... It's not like on Rock Stone Cold WrestleMania 17 level by any stretch. But that song and the way they put the package together made this feel um, very epic from that if yeah, that did. It, yeah. it's it's like it had a cinematic kind of uh yeah presentation with with the music and with you go back through those highlights with the video package you're you're relaying to us and those who are listening to in the corner it just i mean it felt even more important the, the significance of this matchup with it being the rubber match the end of a speaking of trilogies i mean it it was just uh fascinating the the way how they can relay these storylines yeah. and Brock and Cody it I mean I was interested but it it peaked the interest level up from maybe a five to an eight to even a ten yeah it felt quite um what was I going to say it was like so the rock uh, stone cold from WrestleMania 17 my way is one of my favorite video packages of all time 100 percent um but that feels almost like an action film trailer um, type thing that you would maybe get for a 
I don't know, an Arnie film back in the day or a Fast and Furious film now from nowadays. Whereas this one felt more like a, the trailer for like 1917, like the World War One movie. Um, very artsy, just very and very epic feeling, yeah, as I've already said. So that's it sold gives it, it a gravitas, not, not only when yeah, they're speaking, and I'm not just saying promos, but yeah, with the cinematic undertones, I guess is another way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, definitely. Or, or word it. The gravitas was a great word, by the way. That that was yeah. No, I agree. Oh, thank you. Uh, what did you think a, about a blind squirrel finds a nut every now? And then. Uh. <laughs> Even when they're across the pond. Uh, what did you think about the? <laughs> what did you think about this match? And how do you feel about how it went down? And also, we got to talk about the ending as well, which we'll get to in a moment. But like, I mean, how do you feel overall about this match? I thought the match uh, did what it needed to do as far as achievement. Uh, Cody had to fight from underneath because Brock Lesnar is so dominating. He's, uh, you know, conquer combat sports. They, you know, they were conveying the message of Brock Lesnar's accomplishments and uh, the way he suplexed, he threw Cody around and then Cody would try to have flurries of offense or have to play defense like in sports. It was just, it was uh, very engaging, had Cody's mom in the front row, so you had that family element also added to the story. If you watch Raw from weeks ago in Atlanta for, for Cody's homecoming, uh, I liked how you know it looked like Brock was going to possibly just be superior to Cody Rhodes, but yet it was that typical hero or good guy fighting the bad guy, this monster, a beast literally, and Brock Lesnar, and he was able to overcome him. He used the Kimura on Brock. Brock went to it earlier. And the exposed turnbuckle, we, we all know that's always going to uh, cause problems with whoever. And uh, in this case, it, it worked in Cody's favor. And he did three crossroads because, yeah, literally, it's going to take more than just one to, to slay Brock Lesnar. And, and yeah. that's what happened. The F5 on the table was was a, a big spot and, and just a lot. Of, but I think, Benny, didn't it turn in the match where the still stairs got involved? I think at first Cody tried, block, kicked it, you know, intercepted the uh, still steps in a way, but then it was where Cody made Brock hit the ring post, and that's that was a turning point. I think Cody did actually, that's my only gripe in this match, that Cody did actually hit him with the stairs, I believe. Um, I'm he, under the impression that this was a standard contest. This wasn't like a an extreme rules match or anything or, or a street fight or a hardcore match or whatever. They didn't give it a stipulation. And they, no. So, but the referee was still doing his counts and everything. That's my only gripe and this whole thing, but I can overlook it because it was, it was just a, it was a, a great battle. Cody coming back from like behind and being that, um, you know, that underdog, like you said, um, and the endurance that Cody had to, you know, get up and, keep fighting almost like a rocky film type <laughs> type vibe um but it is or again we talked about it a little bit on and off but it's all preparation isn't it for cody becoming champion now wh wh whether that's roman or whoever i don't know yet i mean the general consensus is it's cody versus roman again at wrestlemania next year um, but this is all preparation for Cody. And I think Cody's the guy anyway. He's one of the guys in the business right now. Um, oh, he, I mean, certainly. I mean, not just due to crowd reactions. They've got the the, the uh, special on Peacock now detailing his, his return. The prodigal son does return, meaning Cody Rhodes. And just 
the equity, the the merchandising, the way he is with the fans, and uh, he's his own man. Not not only looking at his lineage with Dusty uh, Rhodes or, or Dustin, you know, Gold Dust, and and even before the the Gold Dust gimmick. I mean, Cody to overcome Stardust, he he made it work. But to go to all these other promotions, return, and have this you know much success, and with AEW included, and to be on this level again. As the American nightmare, though, is the big difference and takeaway here has been astonishing. And uh, so I'm, I'm very happy for him. But you're right. He's the guy, whether it's Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, whoever's in that title picture, Cody Rhodes has to be figured into those plans. You would think so, based on that. And apparently the handshake at the end of the match, according to some people, uh, was not necessarily planned at the time. We talked about a handshake possibly happening the next night on Raw. Um Apparently, allegedly, again, can't confirm this, but allegedly Brock caught an audible and did the handshake. Now, to be honest with you, I put it on Twitter. Anybody that follows us in the corner, WWE, sorry, X. I'm so used to saying Twitter, I can't help it. Um, Uh, No, I know. I I get it. It, It's very uh, perplexing at times. Yeah, but apparently, uh, yeah, it was uh, Brock did it off his own back. And do you know what? If it was, I said on Twitter, it didn't feel out of place. It was a very cool moment. The crowd loved it. I loved it. I was just like, "Yep, yeah, this is." And it just felt like a mass. It, I mean, it's a big moment. Brock Lesnar. It's like, it's like back in the in two thousand two, I think it was Undertaker. You know, patting Jeff Hardy on the head after that ladder match they had on Raw for the undisputed title. Um, just endorses that that person is a potential. I think we're. I think we're all aware that Cody is the next guy. We're just waiting for it to happen. And the hard times are. What's going to happen next? I have no idea. Um, I can't wait to see Raw and see what happened and stuff like that. But um, I mean, I loved. I personally this was the way. Yeah, I was just no, and I, I don't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, add on that this was the point where he has arrived. I mean, it, it elevated. Not that he even needed it, but to have a guy like Brock Lesnar when you've come back, uh, like you said, what a moment! I think it's de- it definitely helped. Uh, I don't know whether. I suppose some some fans are like, oh, I can't believe he didn't win at WrestleMania. We were like, I don't think he's going to win at WrestleMania. And what happens, whether it, <laughs> whether it is, I, I get the feeling it is going to be WrestleMania next year, Cody versus, I'm assuming, Roman. I don't know that. We're all assuming that. We don't know what's going to happen for between now and then, obviously. But like you said, it's a very, like you said, it's a very, um, Cody's arrived, I think. Even though he, I think it's a, it's almost like a, a resurgence for Cody after WrestleMania. It's like picked him back up, if that makes sense. No, it, it makes perfect sense because it's a way to to let everybody know, listen, wins and losses aren't always uh, the end game or, or what defines you. Uh, I was As I was trying to think of the right terminology, uh, he didn't need to beat Roman Reigns. There's other opportunities for him to to do great things without necessarily needing to get to the destination right away, which I think he's still headed to uh, concerning Roman Reigns or another illustration would comprise of, you know, if Seth Rollins is still the champion, whomever, maybe Cody becomes a champion and he takes on Roman title versus title. That is definitely an option. I hope Knox, we've not long had that happen, but you know, by WrestleMania, Maybe that, I mean, we've already said, haven't we, that it would feel somewhat, I don't know about now, but initially when they introduced the World Heavyweight Championship again, we both said it would feel a little bit cheap if Cody won that 
after not being able to get it done against Roma. And obviously now we had Solo involved and all that kind of stuff. But it did, we both said, didn't we, it would feel a little bit cheap, I guess, if he did win the Ward Heavyweight title. You, you, you were thinking, I, I think, maybe a consolation prize instead of allowing him time to have the rematch against Roman or to be the guy to take the uh, Universal Championship yeah. away to end such a precedented and historic reign, uh, pardon the pun, with Roman Reigns, uh, it would mean more. So I can see that side of it, but I'm also trying to look at it from a, a different uh, perspective also uh, as it relates to Roman Reigns and Cody. And, and to Seth Rollins and all these moving parts and and how long will Seth have it and, and what we're seeing yeah. play out on throughout all the brands and, you know, and through the WWE universe, like they say. But Cody's message is clear and he wants the WWE championship because that's what he wanted to bestow upon Dusty. So, you know, I think his mission statement is still the same. And obviously we've seen cross-pollination, your words, with the draft anyway. So what's stopping Cody going over to SmackDown anyway? Doesn't seem to stop anybody else. So, <laughs> no, I, I think he could show up uh, on a Friday night SmackDown unannounced, or and uh, it, it would be fine. But you'd probably have to uh, let everybody know, inform them that Cody was going to be on on Friday night SmackDown. Uh, that's a given. Uh, you know, Cody Rhodes, the future I, I thought was bright. It's it's getting even more brighter uh, each and every time I, I see him and. And he is just on this this rocket ship of momentum and the push uh, when referencing Cody uh, that it's just been unbelievable. And I can't, you know, I'm just so happy for him. I'm trying to even find the words. Uh, he's just, he's deserving. He's betted on himself. He's tried to get away from Dusty's shadow with all due respect. As much as I'm a fan of the American dream, I mean, it's, I'm just thrilled to see Cody's progression. Uh, back in WWE, and uh, and I think he did make the right choice. I, a lot of people would probably question why I'd leave AEW. You were an MVP, but I, I think a, a lot of people are, are actually seeing the other side of uh, the argument now. And and I mean the success he's been able to have, and and Vince McMahon believed in him. Triple H. I mean people within that company once they knew, hey, he's available. That was their guy, and, and they've it's. It's happened on TV. I mean, yeah. on premium live events. We are witnessing it come to pass. And if you haven't seen the, not that we're, we get paid for giving out any uh, endorsements or anything like that, but uh, if you haven't seen the Cody Rhodes documentary and you're a Cody Rhodes fan, I, I highly recommend it. It was a nice, it was really good. Um, not too heavy with Dusty and stuff, but it was good to see. I mean, I remember when he debuted and stuff in WWE on the main roster, obviously, and stuff. So it was cool. You know, I, I, I was had a, I, I liked his uh, dashing Cody Rhodes days and stuff. And then the legacy stuff was good as well. Obviously, that was after, but uh, before, sorry. But you know what I mean? But his whole sort of run, the Stardust was good at first, um, uh, but it always felt like a, almost like a sequel to Gold Dust, but not quite the same because of the er the eras are a lot different, obviously. Uh, yeah, but there you could draw the parallel. Yeah, is definitely. What you're saying. Um, and it was a sh I was gutted when he left, um, but I can I sit here and honestly say I knew he was going to come back. I just assumed one day he would come back. Um, now, 
he could have quite easily walked away from the business and gone and done with it all. But he didn't. He went off and did all his independent stuff and then Japan and all that kind of stuff that he did and reinvented himself, which, let's face it, a lot of people have done. Drew McIntyre, off the top of my head. Um, maybe sometimes going outside of the WWE bo- bubble, sorry, is a... Because you get a bit more freedom to do a bit more and reinvent yourself and, you know... Yeah, you do. There's different parameters, probably according to each promotion. And, and I think that's... There's a lot of, you know, valid uh, truth to uh, to your comments about hey, you get more liberties with your creativity and, like you said, reinventing yourself. And uh, Cody did that, man. He he made some some wise decisions. Maybe not uh, always just uh, smart choices, but you know, going to Japan. Hey, li- listen, the track record's there though to why that was successful. He betted on himself. He was a risk taker, and, and you have to be to be involved in the industry to be a wrestler. I, I wouldn't know. I'm just a fan, but uh, it seems to me pretty logical and, and sensible as to, to why. And, uh, yeah, so, man, I, I can't say enough good things and or compliment Cody Rhodes enough. And I, I wasn't even the biggest Cody fan, nothing against him. I, I really only knew of him from his previous WWE run and, and what I've learned in AEW and his return back to the company to WWE. So I've, I've learned to appreciate him more. There you go. Um, SummerSlam battle Royal. Um, Omos made his return. Didn't expect that to be honest. Uh, well, as soon as I saw MVP, I was like, well, it must be Omos. Why not have that giant (laughs) in there to, you know, for everybody to try and eliminate, which I did. There was so many people in this. Um, I don't remember necessarily all of them, which is bad, but AJ style. Seamus was in it. Obviously LA Knights, um, oh crikey, Miz was in it, I think. Grayson Waller, yeah, Miz, Alpha Academy, um, the, the Viking Raiders, Viking Raiders, were they yeah. both in? I liked the Miz and Grayson Waller team up. Um, I was like, my eye, I was like, ooh, could this be a possible tag team here? Um, like almost like a, a Grayson Waller, almost like a young Miz, as some people are saying. Yeah, uh, I mean, they they fit both both the personalities, so it it would be an enticing tag team. The Miz Waller effect could be a great uh, show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? fantastic segment. Yeah, imagine those two together. <laughs> and if they got in disagreements, but yet they they find a way to be friends again. You know, it's like oh, this was just a misunderstanding. I mean, you could look at it from a a lot of variables, uh, but I, I would I think they would do well. Very interesting, couldn't it going forward if they did do something together? Um, it's about a royal. Tyler, I mean, I don't dislike Battle Royals, but they are what they are. This was actually quite a good one. I was actually entertained the pretty much the entire way through this. And, you know, it's got that rumble element to it because, oh, you know, a Battle Royal, everybody starts in the ring. So it's a bit different. I would say technically a little bit harder <laughs> in some cases because um, everybody's in there at one. Uh, everybody's in there at once. Um, it's a battle royal. I don't really know what more. So I don't know if you want to add anything to it. Um, but well, I, I just kind of it, it wasn't bad. Um, my only thing is this was definitely the vehicle for LA Knight, which I'm happy about. Yeah, I just felt like you know maybe the other candidates would have been Sheamus, maybe Chad Gable, but I, to me this was all of, in telling of uh, let's get LA Knight to victory and and get him that SummerSlam moment that everybody's been wanting the yeah movement i guess everybody's yeah. been discussing that's in support of la night and uh which i was i was ecstatic myself watching back and uh reviewing it 
it's just like to me it was to give these these stars their opportunity to be on the big stage. So I guess if I'm looking at it in that aspect, I'm very happy that they did have this matchup. But to me, I think we all could see L.A. Nuts, you know, going over. He's already over with the crowd and with merchandise. Why not here at SummerSlam? But The Miz, we, we did get some teases with The Miz and Grayson Waller and with who was working together. So we always just look at the concept of a Royal Rumble or Battle Royal matchup, but you forget a lot of the storylines within the matchup itself are presented and with new alliances and maybe people are going to be betrayed. So all of that uh, is very fascinating to me when you really dissect it. Yeah. Um, and to me, it felt like with LA Knight, it felt like now or never. If LA Knight doesn't win this, um, I felt like it was like, like honestly, as I said it, I felt like it was a now or never type thing. The response he got is has lately has been really good. Um, and the response he got at SummerSlam, people, like you said, they, people loved it. Uh, I loved it. I was like, yeah, cool. Um, I don't think I've ever been, apart from a Royal Rumble, obviously, I don't think I've ever been excited about somebody winning a Battle Royal before. You go, yeah, cool, cool match. But I, I, I think because of the, the fans wanting it, and myself, obviously, wanting LA Knight to succeed, it was a nice moment. So um, I, I, I saw a clip earlier, actually, of Raw, and I understand Miz and LA Knight got into it um, on Raw. So again, we've got that cross-pollination, but again, I'll get into that on tomorrow's show anyway. Um, but yeah, it's about a Royal, mate. <laughs> but I enjoyed it overall. And for me, finally, LA Knight got a, got a moment. Now, hopefully, moving forward, he can keep getting them. I think you will. I think they're they're definitely behind him, not only just creative, but the uh, the office of WWE. I think they've invested in him. They're they're in, they love what he's doing apparently, and that's why we're seeing. It. And I'm I'm glad. I, I'm like you. I I like LA Knight. His personality's infectious. I, I was a big fan of him before WWE, and now he's got this grand stage. So I'm I'm a big supporter of LA Knight. Yeah, I can't do. I can't do a good impersonation. Uh, that <laughs> I'm not was gonna pathetic, try. But. Uh, I'm not even gonna try. Um, right, let's move on. Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler in an MMA rules match. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't crazy about this one, but I'll, I'll let you start. I, I could tell by your reaction. I, I've got a similar <laughs> one. Uh, boy, this I was a mess. Like Shayna Baszler, uh, I don't dislike Ronda Rousey, although like you know the last six months, so it's it's very like nah. Um, I'm glad Shayna got the win, but because the way it all went down and the way it went, I'm not an MMA person, so I don't know what they were doing was necessary. I've seen some of MMA fights, but this didn't see, this was kind of a MMA fight slash wrestling match. So I, I don't, again, we'd have to get somebody who's a bit more, I mean, I don't know whether you are, but well versed in MMA stuff, but it didn't, no, you know, I'm um, not. Uh, and maybe that would help me out. It's why I'm going to be critical. <laughs> I may, don't know. I, I, I felt maybe this should have been, I mean, maybe it would have been harder to do. I don't know, but I, maybe this should have been held in like the fight pit sort of style. Rather than in a ring like the, like a rest, do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, just, just say at least if you're going to gimmick it with MMA rules, say at least give it the right atmosphere. Yeah, I mean after the pro, we talked about it on last week's show. I was very excited about it after those promos they ran with Shayna in um, Ronda, but uh, just the actual it was technical, like you know, uh, but it wasn't 
Yeah, it didn't. Del- I don't think it delivered, mate. I, I don't know why everybody else feels about it, but I don't think for me it didn't deliver no. at all. It, it didn't resonate like you're saying. It didn't deliver. It didn't uh, give a sense of urgency. I, I felt like they kind of went through the motions. You know, there were there was a couple big moments uh, with the kick from Shayna, the the knee by Rousey. A lot, you know, a lot of technicality on the mat. You know, the MMA stuff you see if you got come from a wrestling background. Maybe your mixed martial arts you combined a little bit of all this style. And uh, like you said, a fight pit maybe a lion's den back to the uh, throwback to Shamrock and Owen. Uh, maybe could have done something similar to that. Yeah, I think it just uh, needed this, a, this kinda, it needed an extra ingredient, yeah. didn't it? I think. Yeah, it did. It, it, that's actually true. It just needed another element. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, uh, as much as I love the video packages and and even the the less of a build up that it's been, even though there's been a, a few very well done and executed promos, especially on on the part of Basler. Uh, coming into this matchup, it, it just it felt like kind of like, well, this is not <laughs> a good comparison. But remember, Bra for all during the Attitude Era, I've seen uh, where it, yeah. it was more shooting and stuff. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of was remnants of this, even though I, I just think it goes back to execution. It wasn't as organized as we probably would have liked having two athletes like Shane and Ronda because I, I respect them. I, I think they are tough and. It was cool to explore the MMA side of their background here, but it it just was not connecting with the audience. And I, me included, I think you shared it. And uh, I don't know, they were they were even throwing punches, good blows, but it was like, okay, we knew Ronda was on her way out. It was just confirmed, actually, and and we knew Shayna would be going over for, you know, concerning the win. And it's just, I don't know. It to me, it fell apart from the get go when the bell ring it was just yeah it was just a disappointment i, I guess it, i'm trying to find the, the right terms and and disappointing would uh suffice i i don't know it, it was just not as as good as i thought it would be uh, same here um as i was on the last week's show when we talked about it we were both like yeah well, we're actually kind of hyped for it now after the video promos and stuff but the setup didn't feel right Shayna just out of nowhere attacking Ronda. I think they should have lost the tag titles and then Shayna maybe turned on Ronda in some shape. Maybe it was Ronda's fault they lost and she's, she was tired of carrying Ronda now because she's always been... Then that story would have made a bit more sense in the video packages, I guess. Um, is it? Is it... I don't know. I want to be positive about it because I'm a big Shayna Baszler fan, um, but it didn't deliver. And is it as bad as Goldberg and Brock at WrestleMania 20? Um... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know know think it's that quite bad. that bad. That, but that, that, yeah, that that was because everybody knew they were leaving. I, I think a lot of the the care between both those guys, and I'm saying this also respectfully, was not there because Brock was leaving, so was Goldberg. So yeah, I think that's why the crowd in Madison Square Garden, of all places, where you know the McMahons are so famous for promoting shows, they, they were turning on, on this main event. Uh, you know, it was uh, potentially the dream matchup between Lesnar and, and Goldberg. And we, we thought we were kind of getting some semblance of a dream matchup between Rousey and, and Baszler. Uh, but it was underwhelming and, st- and not even overwhelming. It was just, it was there. It was on the card. And the crowd, I think, were losing interest. I think L.A. Knight was, had them on such a high that this was a, you know, you could feel the air kind of come out of 
that stadium. Well, you've it was seen, just... So at this point, you would have seen Ricochet versus Logan. You've seen the handshake with the Cody and Brock, which was a big moment. And then you've had LA Knight go over, like you said. So then to be following those three matches with this, maybe, maybe I said I thought the show flowed well, apart from really this, to be honest. It felt a bit out of place. Um, it didn't deliver. Um, you know, I know the I know the the stick of badness is the Brock versus Goldberg, which they rectified many many years later. But um, maybe yeah, it's not did. maybe it's not as bad as that. Maybe I, I was just trying to sort of gauge it, but I don't think it is. But it just didn't it didn't deliver. Unfortunately, I don't know whether in my head I thought, well, Shane is going to win this, and if she wins it decisively, and it's a really good match going forward, she's going to be like an unstoppable. A competitor, whereas now I don't know whether this has helped her, to be honest, as much well, as they'd hoped. I, I don't, I don't know that it has helped her. And and like you were stating previously, there was no explanation. I, I felt like it was kind of rushed, and maybe due to Rousey leaving her departure, that's why. Hey, listen, I'll let Baszler. We'll we'll let her get the win. It was just, I guess, thrown together. Even though people, it was caught on. They were caught off guard. Part of me in London at Money in the Bank, where this first. Uh, started commencing but the storyline where yeah, I don't know it just felt like misplaced maybe misused I don't know miscommunication as much as these ladies train and I'm sure sparred together and we're trying to set it up in a wrestling context it, it just it, it fell apart for some reason I, I really know. I mean again hindsight's 2020 but like I would have done it so Ronda was the cause of them losing the tag titles and Shayna just feeling she's better than Ronda and carrying her like they did in the video packages would have made more sense for Betty Baszler to be like, don't worry about it, a bit of a hug maybe, then she just turns on her and wraps her like her in a submission and, you know, and chokes her out or whatever. Then it goes from there, would have made more sense because they've lost something because of Ronda. Shane has had enough of her and carrying her or whatever the words you want to use and then move forward. That would have made, just, just randomly her getting in the ring and just attacking Ronda only to then lose the type feels it doesn't feel maybe they were trying to push Ronda as the the face I think maybe and Baser as the heel but which actually I think it, it came across the other way around generally so I don't know hindsight's 2020 no, I, I th- yeah hindsight is 2020 uh, very true statement but I, I do think you're onto something they were wanting Ronda so much to be more of the baby face and, and Shane ended up being more light as the heel than Ronda there you go, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I would say in terms of matches, that's uh, it's a shame because I don't want to sit here and go. I'm not going to. We're not going to sit on the show and ever be like really dig, digging into it. But it just didn't deliver, unfortunately. And that's the general consensus. I think we both picked Shayna. I think we all knew, like we said, Shayna was gonna gonna obviously. Um, uh, sorry, Ronda was leaving, so we all knew Shayna was should get the win. It made sense. Um, in terms of the battle royal, we both chose LA Knight and we both chose Cody. So at the moment, mate, you are beating me with the Logan Paul match. <laughs> just oh, well, just out. by one. So there's still time for you. So I'll, I'll, I may not can brag this time. Uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous <laughs> in, in that regard. <laughs> I think you've won it, mate. Don't worry about it. Intercontinental Championship, Gunther <laughs> versus Drew McIntyre. Um, a good match, actually. What I expected from this, to be honest, um, was it as good as Sheamus versus Gunther in their first encounter? No, but I enjoyed it. Um, and I think you might be onto something we said on last week's show. Maybe it's time for Drew to be either more aggressive or turn heel or 
maybe even bring back the chosen one sort of vibe, but with a bit more cockiness to him because he's obviously a big, big fella. <laughs> but I mean, what do you think of the match? Yes. I thought the match was uh, lifted our spirits as far as matches producing. Uh, you got two guys that are proven commodities and Gunther as the in-ring general and uh, intercontinental champion. Uh, he's on quite the tear. I mean, he's, you know, keeping uh, the consistency going and making the in- intercontinental title important, relevant again. Uh, and Drew McIntyre, I'm so happy for him. Uh, two guys with a European background, they, they know how to hit. They brought the intensity. They also told a story. It wasn't just for the sake of chops or how many times I can hit you. There, there was a rhyme and reason behind it. They, they have a rhythm. Uh, you can tell that chemistry was present. These guys, uh, just when you thought one was down, it was a typical pro wrestling fashion, which is a compliment. Uh, the other would kick out. There would be a sense of urgency, desperation. You've heard those words used on commentary, Benny. And the uh, see Gunther, you know, doing a lot of some high risk was uh, a little different. Uh, yeah. I actually liked it, though. It, it made sense. It wasn't like it was, I'm up on the top rope, uh, top turnbuckle, in other words, just to uh, do a splash. It, it was effective. And Drew McIntyre with the Claymore, that's what I mean. There were so many, even after the finishes, that you thought, oh, we got a new Intercontinental Champion. They did a good job of uh, of making you actually believe it in that split second, uh, the moment. Yes. Uh, but I, I I thought overall, man, and I know I'm going lengthy, but I, I wanted to give yeah. it. It's just to the match was just uh, terrific. It was stellar. I've used that term before. Uh, these two just to me, I could see them wrestle a lot more. Uh, I, I want to see a Gunther McIntyre. Uh, encounter again down the road. Uh, but it was good because McIntyre establishes Gunther on the main roster. This guy's also had a history coming back, reinvent himself, like you said, in NXT. And Gunther has just, uh, I mean, no matter what the administration has been, Vince or Triple H, Gunther has made his main roster uh, opportunity work because he's that solid he's i mean i don't know he's just got a foundation the guy knows how to get over and he's he is an in-ring general i mean he's a wrestler's wrestler so i think that speaks to the people that are are not always into the sports entertainment aspect you've got a guy like gunther imperium and drew mcintyre i think checks all the boxes Obviously, the guy's been a former champion, former Intercontinental champion. So there's just so much history. I think everybody wanted to see these two meet. And you forget WrestleMania, they had that triple threat with Sheamus. And I'll just say this, Benny. Uh, I do agree. As good as this match was, Sheamus and Gunther at Clash at the Castle was tough to uh, to overcome. Yeah, I mean, the triple threat was good at WrestleMania as well. But I think the Sheamus-Gunther Clash of the Castle is... If you put those three matches together, I think you you know you'd have to. It you, it could be a toss up between Gunther, Drew, and the Triple Threat at Mania being your three or you know second or third place. But I think you got to put Sheamus and Gunther in first place from Clash. So, um, uh, but it also the the finish uh, was good. It protects McIntyre in a sense that because obviously he got pushed off the ropes and then crotched himself on the top rope. So. It's kind of a low blow, but not a low blow, if that makes any sense. So it protects McIntyre going forward because Gunther did beat him, but there was some questionable, there's an asterisk by it is what I'm getting at. But also, 
Gunther is what about a month away of breaking the honky tonk man's record as the longest continental champion. Um, so are we going to have it like one more day and he loses it? Are we going to have it where he does break the record and then he loses it? I don't know. Um, maybe he, maybe I don't know whether, I don't know if the numbers add up or would work out right. Maybe they could do it. So he has the exact amount of days as honky tonk man. And then he loses it on that day. So he's like joint first. Uh, so what I'm saying, we've got Roman obviously on the longest reign ever as WWE champion. So do we need to break every record that's ever existed? No, but I mean, I mean, God, well, <laughs> could, um, could Roman be champion for the next seven years or whatever it is? Um, I would assume, assume not, <laughs> but Gunther could, Who knows? could become the first, you know, the longest reigning ever. So, I'm interested to know how they go forward with this, whether it's going to be he's just short of it or whether he's on the same day or he... Um, but you got to think Gunther's got to be on the path for a World Heavyweight Championship down the line. You would think so, and uh, I think he and Cody, due to the Royal Rumble scenario, could be a feud potentially later on at some point, if it, as long as it makes sense, which you could... I mean, it's, the story is present with uh, the Royal Rumble from this past year leading into WrestleMania, but, you know, Gunther is so versatile. I mean, I, I love what he and Chad Gable was able to do last week on Raw. Uh, so it, it's just, uh, there's a lot of intrigue with uh, who you could pair Gunther with. And I, I love the honky-tonk, man, but listen, if Gunther breaks it, I, I've got nothing but uh, love and respect for Gunther and honky-tonk, too. Because uh, I always enjoy the, those eras of uh, WWE as well, even though it got a bit cartoonish. I mean, they made it work uh, as a kid. But I, I'll tell you, I, I liked Eddie Serious, though, and McIntyre. You got there. There's room for comedy. Then there's room to uh, get some the good athleticism and and the uh, just tremendous competition between two uh, wrestlers, the caliber of uh, Drew McIntyre and Gunther. And I I'm with you. I think uh, we need to see more of a psychotic. Uh, Drew McIntyre. I, I think it's due. It's also that potential because of the way the match ended that this Gunther Drew McIntyre uh, thing isn't actually over yet. We've got payback coming, aptly named. Could Drew McIntyre be looking for some payback? I think that is a potential uh, going forward. Um, I think we both went for Gunther to retain. I believe so. Um, yeah, I, I, I just didn't see him uh, losing or didn't see him uh part in losing the uh, IC title even against Rue. Uh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't wouldn't bother us with it. I think we said it would it would have been cool to see, but I think Gunther's been on absolute fire with this IC title run. So um and Oh he has. I feel like and, it's and a very too, important with, title again as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah exactly. Uh but the only thing else I was gonna insert there was that, you know, it was hard for Drew probably to do the heel turn right now because Gunther technically is your heel. So I, I think that's probably what made it a little difficult right now for the uh, the heel turn. Yeah, no, 100%. We'll see what her, we'll see what payback brings because aptly named as well, considering what happened in that match. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they've got it figured out right. I mean, it is payback. Somebody's going to get revenge somewhere down the line. Very, very interesting going forward. Again, it, it does. It doesn't necessarily. Appear, again, the way it ended doesn't mean it's over. Is what I'm getting at, really. Um, no, and and did you look at Drew McIntyre's reaction too? 
that that would suggest that maybe it's not. I mean, the way he kind of looked disappointed naturally and his body language, just his mannerisms uh, heading back, you know, through the curtain. I think we're going to see a maybe we do get payback and maybe can't maybe Gunther retains at payback as well. And then we this is when we start seeing a shift in what Drew McIntyre is about going forward. Um, I, I want to hear that classic um, Broken Dreams music again. I love that tune. As a good yeah, me, me too. Uh, I mean, as, as cool as the bagpipes are that kind of rock and have a, a rock feel to them, the Broken Dreams is so iconic. I just when they played that at Clash at the Castle, Benny, I, I know for the for you all in the UK, I know that was great. But even for everybody internationally, no matter where you lived, I mean that was just classic. Drew McIntyre, that that it video, cool. and then it, it was went cool into his, his regular theme. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was a cool moment. To be fair, um, World Heavyweight Championship defended by uh, Seth Rollins against Finn Balor, seven years in the making. Um, I already stated it that um, I think I said maybe Seth is going to retain. I think you definitely said Seth was going to retain, but I would not be unhappy if Finn won it, given the story. Um, this, I think, uh, it's hard to really... I want to say right now as we go, I don't know, maybe between Brock and Cody, but I, gotta, I feel with everything that went on in the Ward Heavyweight Championship match, with the Judgment Day, Finn, Damian, and all, I feel like this was, I think this may have been the match of the night for me, the World Heavyweight Championship. It, it's it's up there with Gunther and McIntyre, but, uh, but yes, this would be a clinic because these two just know each other so well. And like you said, seven years of history between the two, uh, speaking of Finn and Seth. No, I, it's hard to argue uh, the point that this may have been the best match. The the second one, I guess I would put Gunther and McIntyre in that slot. Yeah, um, it was it was a great match. The mind games began before the bell even rang. Rollins was wearing his old uh, his old vest that he wore back all those years ago at that SummerSlam meeting they had for the Universal Title. I I enjoyed that as classic Seth Rollins. He did it with Roman a few years ago at the Rumble with the uh, the Shield music and stuff yeah, as the well. Shield. Yeah, yes, really, really. Well, it's all it's all psychological. It's not- not only, you know, it's going back in ring uh, mind games like they were standing on commentary. So I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, again, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, again, I don't. I, I think we are. I don't think the feud is quite over, but I think we've got other issues rearing there. The miscommunication. Eventually, as as I probably alluded to, the Judgment Day came out. Um, there was a miscommunication between Damien and Finn. Finn was assuming that Damien wanted to cash in, but actually while Rhea and Don were distracting the referee, he was trying to hand Finn the briefcase to hit Seth with it to win the match. But Finn mistook this as Damien trying to cash in and all this kind of, it was, and I'm, I, I almost felt myself shouting at the TV title, like just take the briefcase. And there was a moment <laughs> where Finn almost looked like he was going to win at the coup de grace and everything. And I'm just, Oh yes. I actually sat up in my seat. Cause I, I wanted to see, I want uh, me personally, nothing against Seth Rollins, the storyline that's been uh, in front of us and watching it all those years ago. I really wanted fit. And he's from obviously this, this side of the pond. I, maybe a bit, a bit biased on that one, but the storyline for me was I wanted Finn to win, 
but I I fully expected Damien to cash in. <laughs> yep. Um, to be honest with you, but um, I wanted right. Finn to win. I think I said Seth to win, but I really wanted Finn to win. Um, but I enjoyed this match from start to finish. The mind games uh, with the vest. The ultimately, um, Damien Priest tried to distract the referee again, which he did. But he put the briefcase in the ring. Finn tried to crawl for it. As he's crawling for it, Seth hits the curb stomp onto the briefcase, gets the one to three wins. The crowd popped big time, loved it. And then the look on Damien's face of just like, for goodness sake, or whatever, or like, I don't know if he's mad at Finn or mad at Seth or both. Um, I personally think this was the match of the night uh, from my own perspective. I mean, I've kind of monopolized it a little bit. So what did you think about it? Um, um, what did you enjoy? Was there anything in there that you didn't enjoy? No, there, there's nothing to really critique about the match. You, you said it. It was uh, these two just know each other. I mean, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, you've got two of the absolute best in these athletes, and they went out there and proved it again. Uh, why they deserve the spot, this match, why the storyline is so significant. And uh, you laid it out just exactly how it went. And, uh, yeah, the miscommunication, I took away, you know, as far as the story, that was a big factor as much as the match. I, I liked how they were able to implicate it into this match in a different way because I'm, I'm almost wondering how, how many times can you do it to where it's feeling too much of the same, but with that money in the bank briefcase that Damien is possessing is eventually going to be what breaks up the Judgment Day. I, I think we're all kind of seeing the signs that are very telling, by the way, of a breakup, dissension among the ranks uh, when you're speaking of Judgment Day and Riendam getting involved, coming out from the crowd, typical, yeah. you know, the Hill stuff was, was very entertaining, enjoyable, Rhea trying to dis- even distract the official, the referee, in other words, but it still did not help Vince case like you were aforementioning. It just, uh, it was just a great match. I love the dropkick spot that we saw in a lot of their previous matches going back, I think, to their first encounter at that SummerSlam where, and then the buckle bomb that Seth did to Finn on the outside, even the stuff on the outside and also inside the ring where it's just all nice callbacks to, uh, like you mentioned, the ring attire for, for Seth Rollins, the seven across the injured shoulder for yes, Finn. It's, yeah. it's that painful reminder. I mean, like we talked about, it's the subtleties. It's a little intricate details and, and nuances that and mannerisms that make uh, the psychology of, of what wrestling stands for and, and these two, you know, as much as I'm, I'm happy and I'm a fan of Seth Rollins, I'm with you. And I'm not even from the U.K., but I can appreciate what Finn Balor's contributions have been to the, the industry. And I, I've actually felt empathy for the Hill at this yes, time, and yeah. especially after. And for Damian Priest, too. I mean, like you said, there was that expression he had. And, uh, you know, Rhea trying to be the peacemaker and Dominic because they're but you can just tell there, there's going to be a lot of moving pieces. And who knows if uh, Finn and, and Seth are actually finished or, you know, now we're going to get Damian Priest involved. If we don't at least have a match between Finn and Damian or maybe even a triple threat scenario. Uh, I'm just really fascinated. Who knows where we're going to go with the story. But but overall, just, uh, you know, to keep it uh my final thoughts, uh, just a great match. Like you, you were saying, I could not agree more. Just could it be match of the night candidate for sure. Uh, some people have said like the finish is a bit convoluted. There was a lot going on in fairness. So I understand where they're coming from, but it set it up for me to move forward with 
Finn, Damien, Judgment Day, even Seth could still be, like you said, maybe a triple threat at Payback. Um, but I think they did it in such a way that the crowd maybe thought the Judgment Day were going to screw over Seth, but Seth, you know, overcame it and sort of turned that trap of the briefcase against Judgment Day. And then, you know, like I said, everybody played their part so well. For me, I don't think it was convoluted. I think I thought it was really good. Um, and I actually can't wait to see where this goes. Payback is obviously the next PLE pay-per-view. So interesting. I, I, For me personally, this is the one... When you watch a pay-per-view, um, there are matches that stick with you years later, aren't there? Now, I remember that. I mean, they did do a lot of few callbacks in this match from seven years ago. I remember Finn getting yeah, they, they sure did. off the barricade. Finn did it to Seth this time. Not quite the same, but did it. So there's callbacks to that. And yeah, I don't think it's over. Obviously, payback's coming out. Now, whether this is another, we're going to have another Finn-Seth match. I don't think we need that necessarily. Um or maybe we do, maybe we do get the cash in. I don't know. Uh, but I'm looking forward, I'm, for the first time in a while, I'm looking forward to see what happens on Raw with Judgment Day. Not that I've disliked Judgment Day at all, but it, it did have a shaky start. But they've, they've hung on and they've done really well. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next, basically. You, you, you feel like they, they finally got their, uh, you know, grounded in a sense. And, and they yeah. now they're just in main events are all over the place, whether it's NXT Friday night, SmackDown or Monday night raw or a premium live event. I mean, and, and now the fans, even if they, they want to boo them, they're, they're so cool as heels, you know, that even meet and greets, you, you see a lot of the photos. <laughs> I mean, they are definitely very popular. It, it's yeah. just, it's amazing to me to see the, you know, comparing, like you're saying that when they first began this story, and to see how it has evolved, it's been uh, just a, just incredible. I mean, to your point, it's uh, they, they've done very well. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens. Obviously, we'll talk. I, I will talk about that a bit more on uh, tomorrow's show and stuff. Um, but there we go. Um, WWE Women's Championship match: Oscar defending. Um, I think we talked about this at length in the last show. Oscar, Bianca Belair, and Charlotte Flair. I think we both went for Oscar to retain, but we also alluded to the fact that maybe EO Sky might get involved here. Um, <laughs> technically, the winner of the match was Bianca Belair. Um, and then we did have a cash in, Tyler. So, um, which. Yeah, yeah, no, we did. When I not, mean, it, it did come to fruition. Yeah, but before we go too far ahead of ourselves there, I'm, it, it ended up being a really good match. But there was a segment near the beginning for the first 15 minutes, I want to say. Maybe a tad lot. It just felt like it wasn't coming together at one point for me. Like it did not. I'm not yeah. going to say there was botches or anything, but whether it was the crowd not being into it because of what just happened with Judgment Day and Seth winning and all that, I don't know. But or it, a timing issue. Yeah, it, but it didn't feel like it was coming. And it felt like the referee, Jessica, I think her name is, was possibly relaying quite a lot of different maybe things were changing on the fly there I don't know maybe we'll see it next year in like a WWE 24 episode or something yeah, but that, that's probably where we'll get our answers but yeah it seemed like she you know how they, the referees have the headsets it seemed like she was having to do a lot of communication it felt like back it. to the back it did fit it felt like there were moments where the referee's in the ring and she's looking down she's, she's listening to her earpiece so, and I'm assuming that happens all the time anyway but she didn't seem Something I don't know, and it didn't even seem like at first. Like it felt like Bianca Belair's injury was genuine at first, so I didn't really know what mm -hmm. was going on. And then, but it 
I'm not going to lie. You put this match on, ladies and gents. For me personally, the first 10, 15 minutes, it didn't feel like it was going right at all. And then all of a sudden, it all made sense. <laughs> Near the end, in the last 10 minutes or so, it all made sense. I don't know about how you felt about it, but that's what it felt like to me. No, I um, what you're saying is exactly how I felt. I'm like, you know, taking nothing away from these three ladies. No, they not, are no. just ph- phenomenal talents. Uh, but it just seemed like the chemistry, I don't know if it's timing, the pacing of the match, uh, just a lot of confusion maybe before they they laid it out. And then, you know, sometimes it's easy to prepare and it, things don't always, you know, come out like they should. It, it just, uh, I don't know, there was just... Yeah, at first I was like, okay, this match is not really going that great. And I was kind of, uh, speaking of disappointing, that that's my feelings exactly uh, regarding yeah. the matchup. But then eventually, like you said, they, they seemed to settle down or settle in, per se, and things started finally clicking, and I was like, oh, thank God. You know, now, we, now we've got a match. You know? It did genuinely feel like, oh, this is not... Oh, oh no, this is, this is not good. I was, had, you know, we had a pretty... Um, yeah, you know, expect a good match at least. Anyway, um, and luckily, it, the, 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 let's say the opening chapter, not so much, but the finale was really good. And then, just the way the finale Bianca, made up for it. Absolutely. Well, Bianca, the, the way Bianca won after the injury, the knee, and everything, and then hitting that while in the figure eight, actually pinning Oscar as well was really good. I enjoyed all of that. And then, as she was sat there holding the title, oh, yeah, no, fair play. I, you know, I'm wrong that Oscar didn't retain. I wasn't disappointed that Bianca Belair won at all. Um, and I just, I literally audibly out loud went cash in, and then EO Sky's music hit, and I'm like, okay, here we go. So you caught <laughs> so, it. Yeah, you, you knew that, that she was going to come out. I, I, it's just and the now. way she was sat, and obviously she's injured, um, air quotes there. Um, and I literally sat up and went cash in, cash in. Then EO Sky's music hit, and I'm like, okay. And then it was, a, you know, it was a wasn't really a match, was it? It was a cash in, as we talked about. No, um, it, it's just where it, I mean, it's the the premise. You, they you take advantage of your opportunity, and Bianca Belair was injured, whether it was kayfabe or not, and and the EO Sky went out there with a the briefcase, and it was. I thought what was smart, Benny, is, and I, we'll get back to the match, but the ending is that. Uh, you had Bailey taking out Charlotte and Oscar to make sure it was just, you know, Bianca in the ring. And yes. then I like yeah. how Bianca yeah. was able to fend off Bailey, but EO Sky, it was too much in the end. So all she had to do, hey, she's she's injured her knee, that part of the leg. I'm going to hit it with the briefcase, then hit her with a briefcase and knock her out. Then to make sure she's finished, I'll do my moonsault off the top. And then that's what sealed it. So I, I thought that was nicely done. And, and you know, you did that's the way they've always presented it. So why, why differ from the formula? So I, I, I thought that the finish was interesting and yeah, I, I don't know that I expected it like you did, but I, I'm, I'm glad because I, it did. It was a big premium live event. It was SummerSlam and, and this was a, a match with uh, some big stakes. So why not? I'm not going to Let, say, have a cash I'm not going to say I expected it while I was watching the match. It was only when the match ended um, and Bianca okay. was sat there. And she was like favoring her knee and she was holding the time, couldn't stand up. And I literally just sat up and went cashing. And then it happened. I was like, oh my God, this happened. So I wasn't <laughs> at no point during the actual match, which even though it had a bad start, you know, towards the end of the match was really good. The Oscars doing the, um, well, uh, so Charlotte's got the figure for eight on uh, the injured knee of Bianca Belair. Then 
Um, she's got her head, obviously. She she extends herself, doesn't he, into, into a bridge, essentially. Um, and then Oscar came in and blew the, the mist in her face. I thought it was a really good moment. Um, and I thought, oh, this is where Oscar's going to retain. And then it all came. And then it just, the way, you need to see it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The, like I said, the first 10, 15 minutes felt like it was coming off the rails. But they managed to get it back on and it ended up being a really good match over, you know, t- in the last, like I said, 10 minutes. And then just to add the EO Sky bit in. And then, or, then you know, not only have we got Bailey in the ring with EO and EO being the new women's champion, we then have Dakota Kai come out of the crowd and join her damage control, uh, you know, stable members and have that. And the crowd reacted really well for her, actually, to be fair. And it was a big, and it's almost, yeah, it, it is it, gone. It was positive. Yeah, it's gone full circle because where do they debut? They re debuted last year at SummerSlam. So it's yeah, taken and I, a year. I was there. But, Oh, yeah. yeah, you were. You were. You were there last year, weren't you, when they were it there? Was so. in Nashville, yeah. It was when we first got introduced to the damage control idea, the, this faction of Bailey, Eosuka, and Dakota Kai. And uh, so it was nice. It was a full circle moment. Uh, no, I, it was when uh, we saw Dakota Kai. I didn't even expect her to be there, uh, but mm-hmm. it was a it was a pleasant surprise. And I was happy for Eosuka. I was happy that Bianca originally had the title, uh, but it made sense for the cash-in. And going back to the match, uh, you know, that opening moments, I, I don't know if it's because maybe it's the inexperience of a triple threat. I don't know how many that Bianca's been. I think Oscar and Charlotte would have probably been in them. Uh, I don't know if that had anything to do with it or was a factor or it was just like there were so many missed signals, like you said, between the official and the talent and probably backstage. And I'm only guessing. This may yeah, have been of all course. part I'm of the only... plan. They, they, it, it may have been a swerve, like, hey, Let's just be, you know, we're not, not sloppy, but it's just, we're, it's not gelling. And then all of a sudden, then, then we get it going. And, uh, cause I, I gotta admit, even the crowd, I, I was kind of like them. Okay. This, I was trying to give them a little bit of time and I'm like, okay, what, what are we doing? And they're, they're trying to, they're different spots. It felt like it wasn't necessarily rushing them, but maybe it was a little, even a little slower and it just, it kind of started unraveling. And then finally it's like, or at least appeared to me and it was, yeah. uh, then, then finally, uh, things changed for the better, thankfully, and, and we got a, a whole different match. But to go back to that moment, I, I loved it. I, I thought, yeah. you know, like you said, and, be, and getting to be there to witness it for SummerSlam 2022 at Nissan Stadium, another stadium show, I mean, in, in Detroit, Ford Field. It, it was, uh, what a monumental, uh, you know, progression of damage yeah. control. You did uh, in that moment after what they've been teasing, yeah, yeah with yeah. Bailey and the guy, yeah. Well, maybe that'll, that'll that'll kick it up a notch. Maybe there was a bit too much in this match, or I felt like the referee was communicating a lot with whoever's in the headset with her as well. So again, I don't know whether maybe someone's genuinely injured out of those three, so they had to reshuffle it, and then they decide to do the cash in. I don't know. Maybe it was well, around the whole along. It, we don't know. That's a possibility, and I will say why I felt Bianca was legitimately injured the way she took that, that over the top bump to the still steps to me, that felt like that could have been real, or at least she did such a great selling job, yeah. which she might yeah. have that. It, it, it sold me. She's really hurt. So, yeah. you know, um, interesting going forward. Cause obviously just before is uh, Montel and, uh, uh, Montel, uh, D'Angelo. D'Angelo, so yeah, the Street Profits re-day, we have come back in suits with Bobby Lashley, and there's some stuff going on there on SmackDown, whether Bianca, we were talking about maybe she might go heel, maybe this is the opportunity she team up with Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits in whatever this new faction is going to be called, 
them or whatever. I don't know. Um, but like you going back to what you said quickly, and then we'll move on. But I legitimately thought she was injured. So either she is, or she did such a good job. She fooled fans that have been watching it for. I've been watching it 20 plus years. So I was like, is she? Then when she got back in the ring, I thought, well, maybe she isn't, or maybe she's suffering through. I don't know. Um, and she's just fighting through the pain. Yeah. Right? But it also, it, but then when you get the cash in, it makes a bit more sense that it's, she's not really. Um, it's just to give EO that moment, which was a good moment. Um, the match saved itself, as we've already said. Um, we both said Oscar was going to retain. Even if she did win it, EO Sky probably would have cashed in. So we've probably been both been wrong anyway. Um, but in the initial match we we predicted in, we both got it wrong, mate. And it was um, Bianca Belair who actually won it. And ultimately... I, I shouldn't have counted out my, my volunteer or my Tennessee uh, lady. I, I'll tell <laughs> you, she, she proved me wrong. And uh, But, you know, EO Sky, got to watch out for those people who win the money in the bank, don't we? Those briefcases. <laughs> you do. Um, Never know. We've still got one left to be cashed in in Damien Priest. When that's going to happen, place your bets now. Um Main event, WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defending against Jey Uso. Um, Tribal combat match, um, I think, is just another word for no disqualification, to be honest, because it didn't didn't feel necessarily... No, I mean, to me, it just felt like, okay, we're we're throwing out the rules. Yeah, this was just a fancy term. Yeah. Uh, Um, I was half expecting... Solo not to get involved, or if Solo did get involved, I mean, let's talk about the match quickly. It w- it was a good match. It had a it, it did have a moment or so. I think probably fifteen minutes in, it did see again the crowd seemed a bit a bit um, a bit of a lull. Um, again, whether they were expecting a return, like we talked about at the top of the show, I don't know. Uh, but overall, I thought the match was really good. Um. Was it match tonight? No, not for me. Again, I think the World Heavyweight Championship match was not match tonight for me personally. Um, but, I mean, we can talk about the match if you want, but I just want to get to the... I don't... Like, so, it's tribal combat. They mentioned the elders and stuff like that. So, Roman's retained, but Solo got involved. Now, it was set up in a way for me personally, watching it, and probably yourself and others, when they did that handshake and that sort of head, you know, you know, the respect thing on SmackDown, I was expecting it to be mm-hmm. just one-on-one and no solo to be involved whatsoever. So I was kind of, I maybe put it to you guys that may, maybe this will happen on SmackDown, I don't know, but Roman would retain, but maybe the elders would strip Roman from being the head of the table because of the tribal chief because he didn't honor the tribal combat rules in a sense of one-on-one. Yeah, there shouldn't have been any interference or assistance from anybody. Yes, yeah. Um, and it was a good match. It is, you know, people want to see. And Jay did really well, I thought. I thought the match, um, we've still got a bit of work to do with Jay going going forward. If you're going to, if he may be a, a shoe-in for the dethroning, I don't know. I think we all think it's Cody, don't we? So, um, but this Yeah, is- I think that's a popular consensus, but... Yeah, it's going to take time because Jay is—he's been such a tag team specialist. I mean, he's proven he can—he can be a single star. It's just—it's just going to take uh, more patience, I think. Well, if you look at someone like an Edge quickly, I think Edge and Christian ultimately split up in two thousand one and never got back together. And in two thousand two, Edge was having a really good year until he hurt his neck into two thousand three. So let's say Edge was technically on his own from 2001, late 2001 into early 2002. 
starting to be a single star, uh, but he did not become champion, I believe, until 2006. So it, sometimes it takes a bit of time, and obviously Edge was the money in the bank cash in very first ever, but my point is it takes a little bit of time now. The way the match ended, I audibly said out loud, this better not be Jimmy, and it was Jimmy under the hood that ended up <laughs> helping Roman, which makes... Obviously, we'll get an explanation on SmackDown, I assume. But I'm going to assume at this point right here, right now, that we're going to see Jimmy versus Jay at Payback because there's, again, Payback to be had. Um, But this is probably... Although I was annoyed by it and (laughs) pissed off by it, to be honest with you, um, because of how everything's led up to this moment, it's not like even Jimmy got in the ring and bowed to Roman and actually in this whole time, Jimmy was the... You know the person that the one, the one that was secretly aligned yeah, with the blood yeah, which would have the, the whole injury, the whole injury segment was all part of the the, uh, the yeah. scheme, the plan. Again, we've still got time for this to be explained to us, but it's just you know maybe they knew Jay was wa- was wavering because of the whole Sami Zayn thing, and they he Roman put Jimmy onto it to see whether Jay would be loyal, and ultimately he wasn't loyal because of the way. Romans treated him so obviously we've got to wait we've got to be patient but it does like please don't be Jimmy and I was half expecting maybe the debut of the I forgot his name but he's in the he's uh one of the other family members the uh of um uh where I can't remember his name you probably know he's in another promotion I think I think he's in impact maybe um I, I mean he could be there there's also uh are you talking about Umaga's son or another one because uh, I don't know that I don't know his name either, but I, I know who you're talking about. There's somebody. Yeah, one of the other, one of the other, one of the other brothers, isn't it? I think, um, or one mm-hmm. of the family yeah, members. Yeah, so, some kind of relation. Yeah. Who's actually doing? I think it might be Margerson. You could be right. I can't remember. Um, I can't remember his. <laughs> I can't remember his name. I was really bad. I should have hey, looked it up. Hey, anyways, what, 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 what we're Zilla? saying, hey, to you, yeah, he's family. He, he's part yeah. of the bloodline essentially. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Oh yeah, uh, Fatu. Oh, one of them's training, isn't he? Because he's actually used. Yeah, I, so I don't know where maybe. I, anyway, my point is, I didn't. I thought it was going to be another member of the Anoy family who was going to come in and help. But Jimmy, but then if you want to split Jay off completely into singles competition, then maybe this Jimmy Jay Uso thing has to happen. But it just seems really weird considering how everything's played out so far, and I mean, it even feels like you're lengthening the bloodline story even longer. Um, which you know, I'm not, I'm not bored by it, but it is kind of like I feel like this is kind of grasping at straws. But again, I've not seen the big picture yet, have I? I don't think. But now that I'm sat here talking to you about it, maybe we need this for Jay to overcome his his twin brother to get out of his brother's shadow, being the older brother. I, I would, I think that's a lot to do with it, and that the story does need another twist, another layers. Uh, and and that's it. I, I think that's the big picture. Uh, I don't know if that's the real big picture, but uh, like you were stating, that you know Jimmy finally needs his time to shine too. Uh, Jay's been allowed the opportunity, and I, I think it's going to come back. We'll, we'll get the explanation on on SmackDown, but I think it'll come down to jealousy and just an allegiance to Roman, and they'll unveil and and possibly at least t- uh, share a little bit about how this transpired, and. Uh, I, I, again, match of the night for me, mate, was the whatever championship match. I didn't dislike this one. Um, 
I just I think I just expected a bit more from Tribal Combat. Um, Solo appeared fairly. I'm not going to say quickly, but was again in the mix and um i the way it was built up you think maybe that it gets tiresome though that they have to find a way to book him and get him involved but uh, into every match but at the same time i'll I'll contradict my own thoughts that you know it's a way for jay to get some retribution on him because then roman spears him and then jay's able to do what he thought he was doing well he was getting revenge for himself but remember solo did that spot to jimmy and that, so it yeah. was very, it was a nice callbacks anyways. And then they fought into the crowd and, and then, you know, the Uranagi, which is really the rock bottom that, uh, solo yeah, yeah, was spinning solo, doing yeah. through the table. Yeah. So there were, there was a lot of nice spots for the sake that they didn't try to overuse the tables. Cause I think that's my only gripe with some of these gimmicky matches. I, I realize they're going to have to be a part of the process, but you don't want to let them overshadow the match. And I think they did a nice job, but yeah, this was not a match of the night candidate, but as far as the story, it was just another way to advance it. I, I was suppose, happy yeah. for the reaction that Jay got. That crowd was up when the yes. introductions were made. Yeah. But as much as I love Roman Reigns and this whole bloodline saga, boy, his entrance takes forever. And I, I realize <laughs> the stadium makes it yeah. worse. It, it's not his fault. The stadium walk is a lot more, <clears throat> you know, it takes more of a lengthier time to make, you know, just yeah. make those steps. But Boy, by the time he got to acknowledge me and Mike Rome did the in-ring introductions, which were great, it was just like, oh, let's get on with the match. Cause get on with it now, I'll tell yeah. you the problem, uh, SummerSlam's a, a long event. This one was even longer than last year's, because I think even last year's it ended within two and a half hours. over four yeah, hours. It w- yeah, it went over four hours, because yeah. there were, I think, maybe even more matches or just as much, or they gave the matches more time, which is fine, but it was just like, Okay, this is the main event. As excited as I am, let's get to it. <laughs> there was there was the human side of me that enjoys it, but I was like, okay, let's get to Roman and, and yeah. Jay. Yeah. It, it was let's good. I, it was good. I just uh, I think it's just um, again maybe it's building up to the next part um, of Jimmy and Jay. I guess um, it, it's another building block. To yeah, the story. of course. I, like, yeah, to, to get the Jimmy and Jay, like you say, payback. We we may get to see it, Roman. I've also read where he might even be injured. I, I'm still going to wait for confirmation. I don't know that for certain. Uh, oh, okay. But he might, he might have got injured from the match, Tribal Combat, because oh, well. it was a lot more. They're all physical, but especially when you involve going through tables and oh, barriers whatever well else. And, and kendo stick, yeah, yeah. the barricades, the, the, and the belt. Now it's coming to me. It's it's amazing. I, I, I actually rewatch it and. <laughs> uh, how much I forget, but now, now thanks to talking about it, it's it's starting to get these flashbacks of what some of the moments of that match and. Uh, One of the, but yeah, there's not much to cover. I mean, I, I think we've pretty much done it. Other than you know, Jimmy was the the surprise. I I think it had just a few surprises within the promotion. It wasn't like any returning stars coming back or. That had been injured. Omos, you could actually count him with MVP. But as far as the big one, it's got to be you know Jimmy. So, there, you know, we didn't see Bray, we didn't see Randy, but, uh, you know, I'll just go back to the, this point. I, I don't think we needed it. I think that no, it, ga- right. it, gave, it gave the talent that deserved it their time to shine. And sometimes you can over-dilute your, your product. And I, I think they understand it. That, that's why they're in their position, I'm in mine. So I'll even laugh a little bit, but in all sincerity, I think that that's what correlates with all of it. I mean, one of the best moments, uh, not the best moment, but in terms of what I've been saying about Solo going for is that 
Roman obviously ended up spearing him thanks to Jay pulling him to the side. But very mm. quickly, um, Solo, once he got back up, was very much in Roman's face, like, what the hell are you doing? And then Roman's almost like yeah, arguing they- with him. So Solo's not as indoctrinated, I guess, as Jay was. So I can see I Solo. Don't, I don't know how much, how loyal he's going to be, like you're saying, indoctrinated. I mean, uh, we'll see how it's loyalty, where it goes from here. Because, uh, I mean, there was that point uh, that where it looked like, hey, due to the spear that Solo was about possibly going to hit Roman until, you know, Jay came out of nowhere and speared him through the barricade. Yeah. Um, there you go, then. That's pretty much SummerSlam uh, look back at. It, it was a good show. I enjoyed it. I mean, the only thing I think of as we've been talking about it, maybe Becky and Trish should have gone on instead of Rome, Ronda and Shayna, and as much as I'm a Shayna fan. Well, well I, I think... And- too, I think there's been some uh, some pushback from uh, good old Becky Lynch because uh, I think Triple H made some comments. Now whether it could kind of be worth this, you know, he's working us all, you know, yeah. knowing how wrestling is. But I think it was very interesting. Now I didn't get a chance to go back and watch the press conference, but I think there was some things said concerning Becky or you know, by Triple H. So I don't know exactly what's going on oh, here, okay. but it's. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Somebody was telling me I, I, I never get a chance to watch the press conferences. <laughs> Maybe I should, or at least go back and, and catch some highlights. But it, it seems like, yeah, maybe we should have got Trish or Becky, but, you know, in place of Rhonda and Shayna. But I say that, and I've just not been very impressed with the Trish Becky stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. No. I, maybe it shouldn't have been on the show. No, <laughs> I don't know. I go back and forth on it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's a fair point, though. Well, just a thought, really, towards the end of the show here. Uh, right, mate, where can we... Obviously, you on this Friday, you'll be talking some uh, some AW. Yeah, I will be on Friday. Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna get some AW, definitely NXT. And uh, we'll, I'm just going to pretty much highlight them. I, I don't know that it'll be of all the matches and show, but uh, at least my <clears> highlights. And, uh, yeah, it'll be coming out hopefully by Friday. And and uh, it'll be in the corner with Tyler, a solo edition. And... Uh, so looking forward to it. Yeah, find looking me on, to it, it, uh, on Twitter at DustinTyler86, like Benny was saying. Um, obviously, the show will still come out normally on Wednesdays with myself, and the other show will come out on Fridays with Tyler. And then when we can, there might be a show every day. There might be a show literally Wednesday, Friday, and that's it. And then we might be doing some extra stuff as well when we get a chance. Um, so just if you subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever you're listening to us, um to subscribe and you know like i said definitely wednesdays and fridays but there will be i think going forward tyler we've discussed not all the time but there's going to be some extra stuff coming out isn't there on and off um so just keep yeah, it there, there's going to be a, a lot of content uh, to your point that's uh, exciting that uh, that will be released mate i'm looking forward to your friday show you can follow myself at benny mac on twitter at x I'm, I'm gonna have to get that like recorded separately or something um you can follow me on x on uh, at uh, at Benny Mac B Triple M Y M A C K. Follow the show with me and Tyler on X at In the Corner WWE. And um, yeah, man, uh, Tyler, always good to talk to you. SummerSlam done and dusted. I'm looking forward. Man, to it's it's been a blast. Not not to cut you off. I, I just want to say it, it is always a good time joining <laughs> you, Benny. So thank you for having me. Uh, no problem. Yeah, man. SummerSlam was a fun was a fun and interesting show to say the least. Let's see where it goes from here into payback. Um, and I will, well, thank you all for listening. Thank you for following. Follow the, sh- the network, obviously, at SJP World Media as well. And I'll see you all tomorrow for some raw 
uh, some Raw talk, I guess, not to steal their show. So we're in the corner of the Raw, looking back at Raw and whatever else is going on. <laughs> I, I think it's good. Who cares if it's Raw talk? It can be Benny's talk. Benny's talk, there well. you go. <laughs> it, it works, there you go. Let's Market end. it, put it under the t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Let's end the show right now. Thank you very much for listening. Tyler, see you again very soon, right. my friend. Hey, thank you. Yeah, you too, Benny. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.